In this episode, I sit down with my friends Brandon and Nate, and they share with us their backgrounds, Brandon being a former middle school principal, Nate being a former pastor. They bring us up to date on how they implemented the infinite banking concept into their lives to now they're teaching the infinite banking concept through their corporation, Unlimited Life Concepts, and their new podcast, Cashflow Legends. We had fun and hope you enjoy listening. Thank you. Welcome to the Bank of Life Podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery. And I'm always excited when I have guests in the studio. And today is uh, no different. I'm really excited to have my friends here, Brandon Goswick and Nate Dean. And I've known these young men for several years. Um, they're from Texas. And they practice the infinite banking concept. They're uh, NNI practitioners. Um, and I'm excited to have them. Uh, and you know, we're just going to have a conversation and invite you to listen in if you wish. So thanks for coming, Brandon, Nate. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, How did you even get here? <laughs> really, it's uh, very humbling to be sitting here, truthfully, because when we became consumed with becoming your own banker and uh, the Nelson Nash Institute and infinite banking and what it all stood for, uh, like anybody would do if they find a new topic, they would start looking for resources to learn and expand their thinking and um you are going to get a kick out of this but i was in education a middle school principal licensed to be a superintendent thought that's what i'd do for the rest of my life probably die in an educator's chair (laughs) and uh nate and i the lord had blessed us to reconnect after growing up together and we'd become accountability partners uh we knew it we just knew that we were probably meant to be doing more than what we were doing Mm -hmm. and uh, we're kind of on our own little island so we reconnected uh i'll let nate tell how we came across becoming your own banker. But during that journey, we found your podcast and listened to it, consumed probably every episode that we could listen to. And so when we met you, I was like, Nate, how cool is it that we get to sit down and visit with this guy? Now we're going to get to be on his podcast. And we took all those years of consuming your information. So really excited to be here. Very honored. Really um, impressed with just what kind of community you've created even in your office which is a really neat thing to see and and uh, really cool to experience so i'll let nate tell a little bit of how we got here too yeah well i have a ministry background i've been doing youth and music ministry well i did that for about 10 and a half years and then it was a senior pastor of a church for three years and um knew that that was a calling on my life but i was always working in smaller churches doing something else on the side just to support my family because i've got four kids and um it wasn't until i came across becoming your own banker and really started diving into it that i discovered that i had another calling on my life which was to share this message and so it's been a a huge blessing for us to be able to share the message with other people over the last several years and a huge blessing to to know you and, and so many like you that are pioneers in this industry um, that have really paved the way for us and given us the ability to learn the right way. Mm. Well, thanks for the kind words. I really appreciate that. Tell me, um, so I, I'm assuming that, well, I don't want to assume, but it sounds like you might have discovered this first and shared it with him. Give us a background on how that happened so brandon mentioned we reconnected just walking down the street one day we met each other in 1993 um my family moved to elysian fields texas and uh and that's where we met for the first time that was in seventh grade um our parents became friends with one another we were going to church 
same place and playing baseball and all the other sports together. And so uh, spent a whole lot of time together in those school years. Um, in fact, one of my fun memories for me and Brandon is at a ping pong table at my house and we would stay up till two, three o'clock in the morning just just battling it out yep. in ping pong against each other. But um, uh, as it happens so often after high school, people go, life just kind of takes you different directions and it wasn't that we were mad at each other or anything. We just weren't really seeing or, or staying in touch. But it was, uh, it was 2016 is when we sort of reconnected for the first time and uh since high school which was 1999 when we graduated and just immediately felt that bond you know that we had all those years and uh we started just kind of pressing into that and talking quite a bit and really just developed this accountability holding each other accountable in different areas of our lives and challenging each other in different things and uh, reading books together things like that and uh, we both had a, a Dave Ramsey background, so we were very similar what? and kind of yeah. <laughs> surprising. I taught enough. the classes at church. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, and we had we had couples at our I'm house reformed. that would go through financial peace also. So um, we were very similar in our thought process and how we felt about money and everything like that. But uh, I came across becoming your own banker and ended up reading the book. How wait? Yeah. Just don't jump over. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, here you are. Okay, so it's kind of were you were, were was Dave Ramsey that curriculum in your church? Um, or? it it was definitely something that was yeah. was being passed around for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just saying it. So here you are. You're you know you're probably doing it right. Right, um, eating beans and rice and all that. And <laughs> mm -hmm. look, I have no disparagement on getting out of debt. You know, uh, or Dave Ramsey. Uh, Okay, I'm just yeah. saying, don't jump over that. Here, y'all yeah. are all so how in did that on happen? it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there was at, at some point, I don't even remember when it was, but at some point, I'd heard about the book "Becoming Your Own Banker." I had downloaded it on my Kindle, and then I never read the book. Okay, and I was looking for something on. I, there was a book that I had downloaded on my Kindle at one time, and I went to go look it up. I didn't have my Kindle at the time, but I had the Kindle app on my phone. So I go to look up the book that I was trying to find and I saw Becoming Your Own Banker. I was like, I didn't, I never read that book. And I just opened it up and I started reading and I couldn't stop. And I almost read the whole thing on my phone. And uh, after I got done, the first time I read it, I was like, what the heck did I just read? <laughs> um, so I went back and read it again. And the second time through, for whatever reason, it started clicking really fast for me. I mean, red flags weren't going off I, in your head, just, like whole lot insurance. Well, so to back up a little bit, in 2016, somebody introduced uh, the book to me, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. And that was the moment when I started thinking, okay, maybe Dave Ramsey doesn't have it all figured out. And so I think Rich Dad, Poor Dad is really what prepared me for becoming your own banker. <clears throat> okay. Um, so it wasn't just cold turkey going from uh, – total money makeover to to becoming your own banker but um i had already had started questioning some things and and what led me to that was i was riding along 
in a vehicle with a successful business owner who also was a real estate investor. And Dave Ramsey comes on the radio, and I was like, "Oh, you listen to you? I do that too. We we do the same thing. That's what I <laughs> except was except for you're wealthy, and I'm not. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> Dave and is his, too. Huh? His, his comment was." Yeah, he's pretty entertaining. He doesn't have it all figured out. And I was like, wait a minute, this guy's way more successful than me. And he's telling me Dave doesn't have it all figured out. So that was really what created a little bit of doubt in my mind that maybe there was something else out there. Hmm. And when I came across the book, by the time I, I got through it the second time, I realized this was this was the truth. Like there was like all the all the other things that I believed up to that point um, was really designed to keep me where I was, not yep. to empower me or improve my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so reading that book, I called Brandon and I said, hey, I read this book, Becoming Your Own Banker, and I need you to read it. And he's like, what's it about? I was like, I can't even tell you. Just this- read it. And he goes, Okay. So he called me back. He said, I ordered it on Amazon. It'll be here in a couple of days. I said, that's not good enough. Here's my Kindle login. Start reading it right now. And he's like, okay. And um, so he finally got the book in his hands, which he was grateful for because he, he didn't – I didn't enjoy – the reason I, why I never read the book on my Kindle is because I figured out very quickly I didn't like e-readers. I like having a book in my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So – um, once he got the book in his hands, uh, it took him a little bit longer to process than it did me, but we started kind of talking through it and researching it simultaneously. And then um, eventually we found the podcast Life, Success, and Legacy, Mike Everett and Chris Bay. Mm-hmm. We started listening to their podcast. Um, that was the first one we found. We didn't find yours yet. Uh, we yeah. found that one later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, just so grateful that, that y'all actually – made that decision and took that step to actually put something like this together and get that information out. And, and it's really what has inspired us to start our podcast recently. So I'm going to go back a little bit to go forward because I think this is a huge piece of Nate and I's journey that we don't ever want to shy away from. And I know Nate didn't on purpose, but so Nate didn't tell you this because he didn't want to tell all my baggage. Oh, okay. (laughs) So one of the reasons when Nate and I reconnected, we both realized as men that we were, called for a higher purpose that we felt like the Lord had more things for us than what we were doing. Not that we didn't love being in ministry, that we didn't love being principal, but it was just on, we were, we were in the rat race and I, and we both, I'd done Dave Ramsey hardcore, like so hardcore. My wife called me DR and it was not affectionate. Okay. And we paid off, you know, a large chunk, chunk of debt in less than four years, eating rice and beans, driving the beater. I was a middle school principal. Everybody knew who I was, not because of my name, but because of what vehicle I drove. (laughs) Okay, I drove a 99 Suburban. Okay, now I was in great shape, but you know, it was not new. You need a boat when you've got four kids. 100%, (laughs) and and it, it did the job. So, but a big piece of that was, I. it had started becoming clear that I'll say this now. There are no accidents or incidents or coincidences. It's all God's timing, and it's all his sovereignty. So when Nate sat down and we reconnected, I finally started realizing that the greatest opportunity to grow as men is to be around other men that you are comfortable enough with to be vulnerable and say, I don't got it all figured out. And so I was battling giving up alcohol at that time, and I decided that I wanted to on December 21st, 2017, completely said, Jesus, I'm done. I can't do it without you. 
no more alcohol and I haven't had a drop since. Well, one time my wife accidentally gave me alcohol, but it was, that's a, that's another fun story. She thought it was a non-alcoholic drink, but it, it wasn't. Anyway, she thought she threw me off the wagon. She didn't. So I do believe that sometimes things are right in front of us and we're not ready to see it until we get some other things in order. And so Nate and I reconnect. We start diving into reading things. I hadn't, I'm in education and I'm not ever reading unless I'm told to read. And now I'm consuming <laughs> books like left and right and sharing about it. We started a men's group to dive through other books. And so when he said read it, there was a developed trust there that he had my best interest in heart or redeveloped. And I was like, okay. And it rocked my world because I was like, this is the opposite of everything that I have believed in a lot of ways, not the discipline, not the consistency, all that is legit and fantastic. But I do think it's played a huge part in how we can connect with people because when people come to Infinite Banking and Nelson's message, a lot of times they come sheepishly admitting that they did the Dave Ramsey way and yeah. it's like a hurdle. And I'm like, oh, us too. Yeah. No big no deal. Big deal. Yeah, we yeah. can. I can actually show you how it can be a blessing to you. Uh, it's you know? still a conflict, though. I mean, there's a conflict within your mind if you've been doing this and 100%. Dave Ramsey or, you know. Well, and, and then, oh, I was just going to say one of the the blessings of having that background is that we can relate to someone on a, mm-hmm. on another level because we've been there. I understand exactly how you're feeling right now. I, I felt the same way. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So, but it, so you know, you said it. One of y'all said it took you a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. To get it. That was me. Yeah. Um, was it? Why was that? Was it because of you know you you're sitting there um, teaching the curriculum? Mm-hmm. So I taught the curriculum in church, I think twice. Okay, and if I remember correctly, the whole life piece created a pretty big hurdle for me in my brain. Yeah. Although the logic around it yeah. started making sense, and I mean, I think this is the value of the NNI and people who are passionate about carrying on Nelson's message genuinely is I've yet to come across somebody that wasn't willing to share you, Mike and Chris. I mean, all these awesome people along the way, Ryan, just genuine as can be. And it's actually one of my favorite things about what we get to do. I mean, there's a lot of negatives going on, but I mean, I think it's either you choose light or you choose dark. It's really that simple. So we can be the light for any message sharing Jesus or sharing infinite banking and so a lot of people that we get to work with they're like man this community is just different than any other business community I've been in where everybody's cutthroat and you're like hey let me call my buddy over in so and so because they may can help you better than I can and I think there's a lot to be said for you know guys like you and Mike who knew Nelson and we didn't get to meet Nelson, you know. Y'all, y'all never. We met didn't. Um, okay. Nate was actually telling. I'll let him tell. The yeah. So we of that. were we were invited to the uh, the think tank in 2019, okay. and uh, Mike and Chris invited us as their guests. We weren't in the practitioner program at that time, and it just didn't didn't work out for us. We were both still working full time in our jobs and everything mm-hmm. like that, and um, it, it just didn't work out. And then we know what happened a month later. Um, Nelson passing away so we we never got to shake his hand um, <laughs> tell him how grateful we were mm-hmm. but um, having you guys as mentors continue to share those stories um, and everything like that we feel very even though it's an indirect connection we feel very connected to Nelson yep. 
I get that. I appreciate that. You know, I I, uh, I never met uh, his mentor, Leonard E. Reed, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I've read an awful lot of his books, and I have other books that I haven't read, but, you know, you can get a connection through somebody else. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so that's cool. Yep. Okay, so this is along about two, 2016, 2017 you're reading this? So 2017 going into 18? 2017 is when we came across the book. No. Oh, okay. Funny. Funny little side story. So around that time, the big thing was uh, starting a uh, side hustle. Side hustle. Oh, my God. Okay, you remember that? Oh, yeah. Okay, so (laughs) we're having these conversations. We're like, let me be very clear, because I always like to be sure I emphasize this. I love being in education. I didn't like all the junk that I had to deal with that shouldn't have been tied to education. You mean in the in the in the public school system? In the public school system. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and and what I really did most of the time, and and interestingly enough, it's very similar to a pastor in many ways, is you protect your people. Sure. And um, that part I didn't mind, and I love the relationships. But when I read Becoming Your Own Banker, and then I read all these other things that started connected to it, I couldn't unsee what I'd seen. Yeah. And I'll really be honest, I started getting a little jaded with the public education system. Not the people in it, not the people that were there for the right reasons, but just above. You are a slow learner, aren't you? I am. I am. I am. Well, maybe you're so, I mean, it's like the hand, I'm from the outside looking in, you know, but I've had uh, my two oldest, our two oldest children went through the public education system. Our youngest is second year now. Mm-hmm into the public education system and I'm in Texas and I have a lot of teachers, educators, principals, Same. administrators, just clients and friends, but my gosh, the hands are tied. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So my wife's a school administrator. So I've, I get it. <laughs> yeah. And you, I hear, I hear a lot of stuff. There um, were many conversations that we'd have. Nate and I've had these conversations where if you took away the rules that were supposed to help us, my teachers and I could run a school in half a day and get 10 times more things done to benefit our kids. At half the price? At half the price. <laughs> a, a tenth. Ooh, a Maybe tenth. less. Yeah. You know, when being you- generous. <laughs> right. You're, you're, yeah, you're being politically correct. Uh, I mean, that, and you see that, so then it was hard to unsee it. So many of my closest friends that were in education, they started seeing the skills be removed from me, and they're like, you're- one of them who's a dear friend of mine, she said, I could tell you were headed to something new before you even knew it. Ooh. And because and they knew me that well. Yeah. And um, so Nate and I started just consuming everything that we could. Um, we And it was very abnormal for me to get outside of my comfort zone. Like I didn't want, I was, because of the alcohol partially, I didn't want anybody to know anything about me in a yeah. t- tiny town. And now we're flying to Kansas to meet people we've never met. We're sitting in their seminars that they do. I'm listening to podcasts. We're reaching out to people. And um, I think it's a great reminder that we can always change and grow. Yeah. Look, if the town's small enough, everybody knew anyway. 100%. (laughs) It is tiny. That's exactly right. (laughs) Well, and when we first started our company – we were like, well, what's the best way to get the word out? Well, let's go live on Facebook. <laughs> and he was like a deer in the headlights oh going gosh. live on Facebook. Um, it was and awful. To, to, to watch that. And it's kind of a funny story because I'd never really gone live on Facebook before. I didn't know how it all worked, but we were just doing what we did. And so for an hour, we recorded sideways. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't have the phone turned the right way. Um, but to see where we started and see where we are now obviously there's been a lot of growth through that um very uncomfortable moments and you know (laughs) one of the things that i was thinking about just 
with you know what we're taught when it comes to money, what we're taught through our education system and everything like that, pretty much everything that we're taught, the reason why we're taught it is either because of ignorance or agenda, one or the other. And I think one of the struggles for most people when they hear about whole life insurance is the person who's trying to tell them about term insurance isn't explaining that term insurance is a cucumber and whole life insurance is an apple. Like they, you can't compare those things, but they're trying to make those things work. And, um, and it's either by ignorance or agenda, one or the other. Yeah. You know, they're either trying to sell term insurance or they're trying, they're pushing term insurance cause that's what they want to sell them. Or it's because they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, um, from 2017, y'all, you know, reading the book and connecting and, and uh, you know, fellowshipping and mentoring each other, getting involved or engaged with uh, Mike Everett mm-hmm. in Kansas. And then y'all, you know, so you became their client, I would assume. Right. So you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And how did your spouses take all that? Uh, so when, when I mean, we... You, I, I'm just saying, you, you no. know, you're Dave Ramsey, you're right. educator, right. and it's like you, you're changing. And uh-huh. I, can, I can only imagine the lovely You've been married ladies. for a little while. <laughs> I, re- I, re- I remember my wife, the first words out of her mouth was, but Dave said... <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you've been, you been going around the house preaching Dave Ramsey yeah, for years, for years. Right, right. And so they're going to give you something back. So yep. right? I vividly, I'll tell you an ending cool story and go back. So my wife and I were on an anniversary dinner, our last anniversary. And she said, um, she told me her version of the whole story after six years. Okay. you know, <laughs> Maybe for, maybe she'll come on. <laughs> oh man, it, it would be much more entertaining and uh, I might not want to be around. <laughs> she said, when you told me we were going to do this, you have to have a little context. Nate had come over to the house, and she had not ever met Nate before. Mm-hmm. And she knew of Nate and his sure, family and all sure. that. And at that point, Nate and I had connected because of another company. And it was not – it was just trying to sell – you know, it was, a, it was a good company, been around forever, but it wasn't what we do now. Yeah. and It was direct sales. Yeah, company. direct sales. I don't mind and, saying that. <laughs> and she's like, I can't do that. She's like, this is not for me. And what I know now, and she knows now, she goes, God connected y'all's past because Nate has something that you don't have and you have something he didn't have. And together, you could really make a good team. And she goes, the thing I was most scared about when you introduced this to me, she said, I was either going to have to divorce you because you were driving me crazy about this. Okay. And, and, or I was going to have to just give it to the Lord and go, he's the leader. If this crashes and burns, I'm fine with it because I can't resent him. He's my husband. And what she said was that she was afraid that it was going to keep her from being able to retire. Mm. Okay. Traditionally. Yep. She's an RM. And and she said, now I'm sitting here and we're getting away for the weekend and I only work when I want to. And Be RM, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, because she loves it. She said, but I don't have to anymore. And, um, you know, that's a whole nother conversation, but it was just a great reminder of God's grace through, you know, things we don't fully understand, but our mentors, Mike and Chris, were very adamant. They said, do not try to convince your wives of this. Well, do you think we listened? <laughs> no. No, we did not. So when we went look, through the whole Y'all were process, so excited. We were. Them. It's it's so on fire. Them. Yeah, we were all on fire. It's on fire. I remember my wife asking me a question that I couldn't answer, and she said, why do you want, you can't even ask, you can't even answer the question. Like, why do you, would you want to do this? Uh, brutal honest. I'm like, well, well I got to go back to, to Mike and Chris and get the answer. Um, and it wasn't until that we actually saw our strategy and how it would work for us mm-hmm. in our lives that she was finally like, 
okay, this this makes yeah. sense. Similar. Like she didn't understand all of it, but she understood the process of um, how we were going to pay things off because we were we were working through paying off debt and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and once she saw the numbers and everything like that, she's like, okay, this makes sense. And, and I was just like, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's two there's two different uh, mindsets going on too. We weren't only introducing this to incorporate it into our life. We were wanting to start doing it. Well, that's that's true because it wasn't. And that was a it lot to take in. Wasn't long after we started implementing it that we were just like, we want to teach other people how to do this. Mm-hmm. Like we want we want to, to and so. Yeah, not only are we completely shifting everything that we've been doing financially, but now we're starting a new adventure um, at the same time. And I had never been an entrepreneur in any capacity besides a little lawn care side mowing gig, you know, just to bring some extra money in. And that was a shock for my wife, Leah. She's like, "Uh, I thought we were stable and you were going to be a principal forever and you already have your superintendent degree. You know, all that was in line. And um this is where I've gotten better at listening to her discernment. In 2019, the summer of, I said, I can't do this anymore. Like it's, I can't unsee what I've seen. I'm getting jaded. And she said, babe, you have not even made as a company half as much as what you make as a principal this past year. You think we could give it at least another year to see if it, you know, will hold, you know, hold true what you're doing. And luckily, I listened to her, and I, I went one more year, and then 2020 happened, and basically only had to work in the school system half a year, you know, because they shut down the schools and all that good stuff. So um, I think it was, you know, a blessing to go through that and to learn that together. But the kicker for us is that Mike and Chris have a very thorough process of not just telling you I should do it, but helping you understand through education. And so when we went through one part of their process and Leah was on on the call or the Zoom with Chris and she could see the bigger picture, it didn't hurt that they had also adopted children from China, Chris, one of the owners. Mm-hmm. And my, we were in the middle of adopting at that time and now it got shut down because of COVID. But it just kind of helped connect that, you know, she was at peace with it because what we found typically is – for our wives, at least, and many of the wives who we have the pleasure of working with, if you can show them how security is going to occur, the rest is gravy. Sure. Like if you can give them that peace of mind often. And uh, she was able to see that. So now now she doesn't call me DR anymore. That's a good thing. <laughs> she call you little Nelson? Yeah. Little no. <laughs> no, not yet. But that would be an honor. <laughs> For sure. So that's quite a bit to drop on. Oh, yeah, we're doing this. Oh, wait. And I'm going to leave my career and teach it, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that was big. So, uh, but that's what happened, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, tell me about that. Well, um, did y'all try to introduce it to your churches, or you know, just we track we it didn't down really and family. We didn't really know exactly. <laughs> tell me about the advice Chris gave us because well, I thought it was very. So wise. one of the things that that Chris told us was, you know, you you kind of got three circles around you. The circle that's closest to you, you know, you're going to have a few people who kind of listen and family. If you have like a decent that. family relationship, maybe. Um, so those are your close connections. The circle outside of that, your acquaintances. The circle outside of that are people you don't even know right now. And he said your business is actually going to be built by the people you don't even know right sure. now. And that was strange for both of us because, again, neither one of us had ever started a business before to know how that was all going to occur. And But one of the things he challenged us in was try to figure out how to get outside of those two circles mm-hmm. really as quick as you can because that's how you're going to grow. And so we sort of 
trucked along for a little while. Um, it felt kind of like a snail's pace at times mm-hmm. uh, in 2018. But in December of 2018, part of our accountability was Brandon was texting me tweets from different people he was following on Twitter. And I didn't never really given Twitter much of a thought, but I was really enjoying the stuff he was sending me. So December of 2018, I decided I was going to get on there and check it out for myself. And so I got on Twitter and uh, created an account and just was really blown away by the amount of content and the the valuable content that was being being shared it's always mine (laughs) Uh, the valuable content that was being shared and on top of that um, I just saw an opportunity to really pour into other people um, adding value to them and even saw an opportunity to potentially grow our business making new connections and things like that so I told Brandon, I said, you know, those accounts out there on Twitter that have thousands of followers, like I'm going to build a Twitter account and be one of those. And he's like, man, if anybody can do it, you can. And that was all the encouragement I needed. And so I just got after it and started making connections with people and started posting things that were profound thoughts about money, uh, things that we just think is second nature now for us uh, in this world, but stuff that most people haven't heard of. Um and people started reaching out to me and wanting to learn more. And so I started spending one-on-one time with people teaching about infinite banking. And I'd spend an hour, hour and a half sometimes with somebody just teaching them and helping them understand what it was and what it's not. And word of mouth kind of started spreading. And within a short period of time, it got to the point where I was having a hard time scheduling with everybody who was reaching out to me. And so we had this idea that we could sort of take our presentation tool that we were using and narrate over it, sort of package it as an on-demand course that people could access at their convenience if they wanted to learn more. And we put it out there and had a had a few people respond to the offer, and um, it kind of started snowballing from there because at the same time, my Twitter account started growing pretty substantially, and um, and it that that introduction to infinite banking and kind of highlighting some of the key concepts in the book and everything like that is what has led us to working with people all over the country now. Yeah. We, um, the reason I was sending him the, uh, the tweets is because I'm not one to get on social media and I wasn't at that time and interact much, but I did like to find good content and save it and share it. And he's always you know, we've kind of meshed as we've grown together and some of my weaknesses I've gotten, he's made me stronger in and vice versa, but uh, he's always had this creative mind that I just didn't have. So when I told him, if anybody can do it, you can, I really meant that. And cause he just has a way to say things. I'll, I'll give him 30 minutes of my thought and he'll put it into three words. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, I, I, I want to be able to do that sometimes. Cause I just go too deep instead of just giving the high, high points. So when he started getting on Twitter and interacting, you know, a lot of people, are like Twitter really? Because most people think it's a dumpster fire, and it's like anything else. It is half the time. It is. It really. It depends on <laughs> who be, you follow. Exactly. And I guess now, because you know, years later, m- people may not even know what Twitter is, but it's an X. Now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forget. It's called <laughs> X. Now. Yeah. Or whatever. So there was a everybody out there said we knew that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, we we had no clue really 
what we were doing. But I think the the foundational truth is is that Nelson's message resonated with us so much, and we had mentors who were willing to pour. In. They tried to detour us from being mentored by them, Mike and Chris did, because they had gone through it enough times to where most of the people who really said they want to be uh, mentored really just wanted to make money. Yeah, and, and you probably have experienced that, I'm sure. And we just would not leave them alone because we just saw the value in it. And we're like, the, you know, even though we don't fully understand it, and I think Nelson's message of arrival syndrome and you should never arrive means you'll never fully understand it. There's always going to be something new to learn. Just started really resonating with us. So we, we realized, and it's a blessing from the Lord, we had to figure out a way to get Nelson's book in their hands, but be sure they were serious about it. Because for every one person that was serious, there'd be 10 that were just kicking the wheels and moving on. So we basically just created the course to where they had to vet themselves by putting a little skin in the game, which basically just covered for our team to ship on the book. And they got the course. And um, that really started gaining some momentum. And um, that was a real blessing because as we visited with lots of new uh, NNI practitioners trying to get started, they have a hard time getting momentum going because they're thinking inside their first circle mm-hmm. instead of putting sure. themselves in the second and the third. So uh, that's really kind of been a part of our journey. Now, I would say five, six years in, in the little town I live in now, people see how we live. We're at all of our kids' stuff. We seem to be pretty happy most of the time. Our wives don't seem to be aggravated with as much, and they're like, okay, what is it that you really do? And the conversations open up, but they had to, because at first they're like, you're going to try to feed your family as an insurance agent? That's really what they thought I was doing. I'm like, well, I'm just an insurance agent so I could share this truth. And uh, I just have to have that to feed my family. No different than you with a license to be a teacher, you know, or something like that. So it's been a, it's been a lot of fun and it's taken us places and connected us with people that I just like. I'm just humbly in awe multiple days a week. So That's cool. All right. So <clears throat> y'all mainly on X and – creating a small course to really maximize your time mm-hmm. and efficiency mm-hmm. so you can engage and talk with the people that are legitimately interested in learning, mm-hmm. right? whether they do something applied or become a client or not. Um, how, and then, um, so the, the business was started in 2018, is mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. That's right, yep. And so that's... Um, unlimited life concepts but then y'all have uh started a podcast that the first release is this month actually this is october of 2023 cash flow legends mm-hmm. right and i'm kind of you know i'm kind of proud proud of y'all i'm proud thank for you. y'all you know it's thank you. i don't believe that there's enough content out in the big wide world that's legitimate good mm-hmm. content i mean there's plenty of content out there but you know, I feel like sometimes you got to step over more than half of it to get to the good stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So the more good quality content that's out there, the better off the general public and somebody who's newly exposed to the infinite banking concept is because um, – and, and y'all agree, but – so I like good content. And y'all are going to release uh, – well, has the first one already been released? First one's – our introduction episode was released, and then our first episode after that has been released at this point. So Okay, we'll, so that's two in October. So what's the schedule of release? Uh, Monday mornings. Weekly or monthly? Weekly. Or weekly. weekly. Mm-hmm. All right. 
And so that's kind of a bit of a labor of love, isn't it? I mean, I know it's fun, exciting in the beginning, and it, and it is fun and exciting. But then it, it you know, you got to show up and and get it done. We Technical had a challenges and all. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we were talking about that before we started with your team, and um, you really don't understand like anything for it to be great. Most people don't understand what's really going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Or how much intensity has been put into it or focus or failure or whatever. Um, and I and I and I believe this is the Lord's sovereignty again. Me and my brother and two other brothers had started a podcast years ago and we had over 150 episodes. So I knew wow. I knew enough to know what we didn't know. So when me and Nate and Brock, there's somebody else that's on our podcast with us, when he when we started game planning that we wanted to, Nate and I had kicked around the idea for years. And clients have been pushing us into doing it yeah. for a long time. Man, y'all should really do a podcast. And um, we're like, yeah, it's it's on our list. And it just kept getting added to the next year. Yeah. Um, so so I, I knew that we needed to find our who. And I'd already been working with a who with the other podcast to where they could help us pull out of us what we wanted this to be and craft the plan and literally we just record be sure that we communicate with them the tweaks we want what we didn't like what we do like what we want what we don't want and then their team handles it and then we get to see those results because we couldn't do both and we'd have never started so that was a blessing to have the experience of learning the hard way from from the other one to share with this podcast so that's you are right though it is a labor of love i mean you you schedule it in it's no different than I get my hair cut every Wednesday at 9 a.m. or whatever your routine is. You're a pretty routine guy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to do it by itself, is it? No, it is no, not. It's going to be recorded and released. Yep. And um, so perfect. Uh, and y'all are also practitioners. Y'all mm -hmm. are authorized practitioners at the Nelson Nash Institute. Uh, how long? You know, so you became a client. Mm -hmm. And it was short order. You're breaking the news to your lovely wives. Uh, you know, we're doing it personally, but now we're going to change professions and and uh spread the word and help others so you do that and and how how where along in that timeline did y'all so we knew from the beginning because of our mentors mike and chris that we were going to become practitioners that was never a question like it was not even a a debate it was more just can we get enough momentum to be able to do it and so when did we there's a running joke here nate's about to tell you something that it's it's funny and comical to us, but <laughs> I got mine before him because Nate has a tendency to get kicked in the face by Parkinson's law worse than some. Oh. And so he beat my score by not doing anything but just, you know, getting taking care of business quick, fast, in a hurry, and it took me a while. Like I said, I'm a slow learner. So I don't remember when we officially became mentor I mean uh practitioners. Do you remember what yeah, um, I think we entered the program in 2020 and finished yep. it in 2021. Yep, I think that's And then right. we received our certificates uh, at the 2022 yep. think tank. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Yep. And so, um, what what's in the future for y'all? What does that look like? Go ahead, Nate. I think for us, we want to just continue to build this out and grow it and make sure that people are being taught correctly, make sure that um, the people that are out there teaching are, are teaching correctly. Um, the value of being part of the NNI is the vision of maintaining the legacy of Nelson, I think is really important. Like we don't ever 
nobody's ever going to come through our program not hear Nelson's name. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so continuing his legacy is really important for us. Um, and also, I mean, just I said this on Twitter one time. Uh, it just kind of tongue in cheek, but I said somebody asked me what my goal was one day, and I said to kick Dave Ramsey off the stage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's but, a that's a worthy goal. Yeah, I, I mean, lofty but worthy. Yeah, <laughs> just just like with ministry and and feeling that calling on making sure people are hearing the truth. Same way with this. Yeah, we just want to make sure people are hearing the truth and uh, and making sure that it's being taught the way Nelson intended it. I mean, that's that's really important. The people uh, like yourself who were close enough to him know what his vision was and mm-hmm. and know that um, that really, you know, his goal was to make sure that uh, that it really goes back to. Austrian economics and libertarianism and everything like that really make sure that the individual is empowered more than more than they are today. Mm-hmm. We went a little long in this episode because we were having such a lovely conversation. So we're going to end it here and we'll pick up from here on part two. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.